Steve wanted me to share this morning about what we're doing in kids' church. Um, but before I do that, I just want to give you a testimony. Um, two and a half years ago, about maybe a little bit longer, um, I was teaching missionettes and had my little group of kids, about five or six girls, and had done that for quite some time. And the children's ministry position had come open. And I remember Joyce um, emailing me and saying how I was considered for that spot. And she wanted me to talk about it. And so I remember coming down to Kids Church. And I remember sitting there. And I was just, I was like shaking, thinking, oh my, you know, the whole time. I think I had emailed her before that and said politely, Boy, that's just too big of a job. There's no way I'm going to do that. But then I still came down, and I remember meeting with Joyce, and the whole time I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. There's too many kids. I just I can't handle all that. I just know I can't. So um, kind of left it at that. Joyce just was like, and actually John had said something too. He's like, Kathy, that is the perfect position for you. You know, you love children, you love to teach, and I was still, mm, mm, mm. And so it was probably that whole month, maybe three weeks, I remember the Lord just started dealing with me, and it was unlike things that I had thought before. It was just thoughts of, I need to do more. There's more that I need to do. Um, you know, and it, it was weird because I didn't connect the two because I know there was probably a lot of prayer going out. I know there is when there's an open position. Prayer is going out for that right person to come in. And so, you know, the Lord, whoever that person is, he's going to start dealing with the heart of whoever that person is. And so um, I won't tell you about the weekend that just really knocked my socks off. Um, Boy, oh boy, yeah, it was like, whew. The Holy Spirit, I mean, dealt with me that weekend. He came in and he filled me from here to there. And a lot of stuff happened that was interesting. And <laughs> I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but I knew that Monday morning when Pastor Stephen Joyce, we, I, John and I said, can we come and meet with you? And I remember sitting out on their deck and talking with them, and I said, I am supposed to take that position. I, the Lord just dropped on me, and it's not something I know that I could have ever done. So I just praise God that he did that for me, because since that weekend, I can't even describe what my life has been like. It's just every day, it's just this overwhelming feeling of, um, just the Holy Spirit speaking to me in new and different ways. And so, with all of that said, um, I love those kids so much. And we have been learning so much down there. I wrote all these notes, and I don't know what of them I would probably say, but um, last Christmas we did something really special for the kids, and we bought Bibles, kids' Bibles, for every child. And I impress on them to read their Bibles at home and to bring them every Sunday, because these Bibles are really special. Uh, they're kind of 
they're really neat. If you've had a chance to look at them, I would encourage you to like even get them for children you might know because they're way different than an adult Bible. They're just filled with just fun, creative ways to let the kids know, um, you know, this is for you. You need to read this. You need to grab onto this at a very young age. And then when you grow up, you're going to be in the habit of reading the word every day. And that's what he wants for us, people. I know for just years, I would, you know, I read the Bible. I grew up in church. I love the Lord. But I would just, I guess I would call them little snacklets. You know, I would read a bit here. I'd read a bit there. And it was just very inconsistent. But, you know, the word is where he will download wisdom. And so, anyway, I have this little chest here because this is one of the things I did with my kids. Um, we did several things with it. We went on a treasure hunt, and what was in the chest? Well, they were ex probably expecting to find jewels and money and all that sort of thing. But um, what was in the chest, which you might all know already, is God's Word. Because I'm going to read you something from Proverbs. Okay. Proverbs 2, verse 2. And I've, I've said this in different ways with the kids, too. And I get a little bit radical because I want them to, to mm, get it. So... <clears throat> Tune your ears. Tune your ears to the wisdom. Concentrate. Understand it. Cry out. Cry out. This is serious stuff. Search. Search as you would for silver. Seek like you would for hidden treasure. I mean, people, this here, who cares if it's filled with a million dollars, right? That's what the word says. What we need to treasure is right here. Yeah. It's right here. It's all in his word. And if we treasure this and we seek and we look, then what's he going to do for us? Then he says, verse 5, you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. You will gain the knowledge of God. For the Lord, what's he going to do? He's going to grant wisdom, he says. Oh, man. From his mouth is going to come knowledge and understanding. He's going to grant a treasure yes. of common sense to the honest. He is a shield for those who walk in integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are his faithful ones. Wow. Okay. So this is also so incredible to think about if we can start making wise choices as children and then we grow and we know that this is where we go for our wisdom and find out what God wants for us what is in store for us the promises are all here we just have to read them. We have to know what they are. He said he's going to guard our, our lives. Wise choices will watch over us. Understanding will keep us safe. Isn't that what our, what our cry is for our kids? We want them safe. So if they know what's in here, that's going to keep them safe throughout their life because what are they going to do? They are going to know 
they're going to know. They're going to know how to be. They're going to know how their character should be because it's all in here. He tells us, he tells us things like how we can be compassionate, kind, honest. These are things we've been studying in kids' church. Generous, thankful, being peacemakers, friendly, hard workers, being cheerful, honoring our parents, honoring God, living by the golden rule. These are things that they can learn to do every single day, and they can't do it on their own. It's got to be through the power of the Holy Spirit because with us as adults, too, we try to do some of these things, and it's, it's hard. It's hard, but, you know, I tell the kids, if you have Jesus in your heart, and they all raise their hands, then you can have the Holy Spirit, too, because Jesus promises that when you have him in your heart, his Holy Spirit is going to come and live in you, and the Holy Spirit is going to be that, that little nudging there that's going to say, be kind, be kind to her, be generous. And it, it just, it makes it the way it's supposed to be for our kids. And that's what God wants for them. They want them to know, God wants them to know. Okay, this is another thing we've been studying. How each one of them are God's work of art. Each one is a masterpiece, and each one is unique. They all have their own special talents, abilities, and gifts. There's so many of the kids in my class right now that are just, those gifts are blossoming. They dance, they create, they bake cookies, they serve people. So many of them, they've been taught by the Lord already how they're supposed to be. And so, lastly, I'll just say, it's God's intention that our salvation will result in acts of service. We are not saved merely for our own benefits, but to serve Jesus and build up his church. We know as people how we need to serve, because that's what makes us all happy. And so, I guess that's all I was going to say this morning. I'm just so thankful that I have this position. And now two of the girls are going to come up yeah, and give. Okay. And we're going to pray for you first, and then one okay. of the girls come up. Oh, okay. And I okay. Feel Joyce is supposed to lead in prayer, but you can stay right there. We'll have you come down here. Okay. You can have... I think we could all benefit from being in children's church, don't you? I, I just did. I don't we have that. fun. We have fun. <laughs> but then also with our preschool, with the Rain Mitby, what a great teacher, and others we know have helped too, the Johnsons, and yeah. um, and well, we won't. We could get into a lot there, but let's just come over here. We'll give this to Joyce. Why don't you all just reach out a hand here toward? We're going to let you lead in prayer for Kathy here now, okay? Okay. We thank you, Father. Uh, your Holy Spirit lives in Kathy. Your Holy Spirit is a personal teacher and helper. We thank you, Father, for your fresh anointing in and upon and with her, Father, in Jesus' name, and that there, that anointing will reach, continue reaching into the children, Lord for the purposes that you have
for them, Father. And then as that relates even back to their parents, Father, we thank you for your purposes being manifested in our lives, and we have hearts that are willing to um, respond like Kathy did to what you want. We declare this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. So we have two poems yes, yes, by good. Joy and Sari. If you guys would come up. Wide is the world and the sky above, but no wider than a mother's love. Deep is the sea, too deep to sound, but a mother's love is more profound. High are the heavens, bathed in blue, but a mother's love is that high too. We thank thee, God, so great and good, for the depth and breadth of motherhood. There's a book I've always treasured that'll keep wherever I'm led. It has brought me joy unmeasured. It's the Bible, Mother Read. All the pages are so fingered, many verses underlined, places worn where mother lingered, where she left a tear behind. Yes, this precious book I'll cherish, I'll read it every day, for its truth will never perish, though the world should pass away. God's Ideal Mother The mother who owns Christ as Lord and Savior in her life. The mother who has peace with God, who has no inner strife. The mother who knows all, how to trust the Father for all things. The mother who is right and just as punishment she brings. The mother who knows how to pray for every daily need. The mother who can point the way where God would have her lead. The mother who knows how to guide a precious child to God. The mother who walks by his side, who walks the way he trod. The mother who knows how to teach her child the holy word. The mother who knows how to reach a child who has not heard. The mother who knows how to show a loving, tender face. The mother who can help him grow in wisdom and in grace. The mother who can make a home in any place on earth. The mother who, though children roam, has love that knows no dearth. The mother who is all of this, to whom her God is real. The mother who is not remiss, she is her God's ideal. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. At this time, we will release the children to elementary and preschool and also nursery. We're thankful for our nursery workers. And the rest of us, let's stand and let's have our greeting time. Just greet a few folks and greet the mothers. And Morning. Morning. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, no blessed life more moment this morning, but I'm just going to uh, pray over our, our giving this morning. Just a reminder that the, the boxes are at the back for our tithe offerings. And I think it's a good thing to think about on a day like uh, to Mother's Day to be thankful for things that are... Not just our, our monetary wealth, right? But we have more valuable things uh, sitting right next to us, right? So something to think about how well we are blessed and how well we are blessed by the people um, we are given, especially our mothers. So, Father, we do thank you that we are rich here at Ten Strike Church. 
that we are over and above, that we have an abundance beyond what we could possibly even have asked for. Um, and we just ask that you would open our eyes to that today, open our eyes to that to the people around us, especially our mothers, that we could show them how valuable they are and how much that they are treasures to be found, just like Kathy was talking about. Thank you um, for that word, too. Just help us to see that as the children see it, to give us that faith of children, to see how we can just stir up the ground, see what you've given us, see more than what is there. Just as in the springtime, there is renewal. Renew our hearts, renew our spirits to what we are given in you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. Okay, I'll let you hand it to her. Or, that's okay, I'll take it. Randy, why don't you come up and just have a seat up in the front here, and we'll have that testimony in just a minute. Yeah, Randy. I have just a few announcements to do here quickly before we... We just want to let you know that, uh, like Kathy mentioned, one of the things children have done this week, actually, they, they baked a whole bunch of cookies, some of the kids. And um, so right after the service, we're going to have a coffee time with cookies and such for the, in honor of the mothers. The cookies are for everybody, so... Um, I want you to know that. Next Sunday, just to let you know, we're going to be introducing our new website that we've been working on for some time here now, and we're going to be introducing that. So that'll be neat. And then also, Pastor Dean, do you have a mic there? We'll have you, Pastor Dean, starting this Wednesday, is going to have a three week teaching. Yeah, on uh, this Wednesday at 6.30, we're planning to begin a three-week teaching on the life of uh, the Apostle Peter. And we're not so much studying all the aspects of his life, but focusing on some very dynamic spiritual principles that affected him. The first one we'll probably look at is the, is the importance of the office of the prophet to release things into our life. And then we'll also look at how that can affect our church and ministries as well. And so we just want to explore some of the uh, spiritual principles that Peter demonstrated as he walked through life with Jesus. And I encourage you to come out and uh, let's just seek out the Lord together. Amen. Okay, thank you. And that'll be right here at the church house. And then also the Steinhorst plant a lot of tulips. Two, how many? Two thousand, over 2,000, right? Wow. And um, they're going to be opening up. It's where the general store used to be in Mizpah. And this Wednesday now from 10 to 1 will be the first time, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you can see in the church emails we send you, um, additional times that will be coming up for that. So that'll be neat. We'll have our own tulip time here in northern Minnesota. That'll be good. I had just a couple. People have been asking me about that quote that I had a few weeks ago from Joyce's Mother's a book. As we've been going through things in the house, we've, there's different things that we've taken that we thought we would use, and there was a book there of quotes and and humor and so, so forth. 
There was one that I quoted a few weeks ago, and we'll put that on the screen now, too, for you. This was St. Teresa of Avila, and it was written in 1582. That's not a typo. That's 1582. That's when she, she says, From somber, serious, sullen saints, save us, O Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> So that's, that's, our, that's it. And then uh, here's another little thing that I found in the book. And this is from Roseanne Alexander Isham of Eugene, Oregon. She says, I suffer from occasional bouts of depression, but each day I decide, say that word, decide to be happy and to look for the small joys and do something good for someone else if possible. See, that's that servant heart that we've been talking about, uh, serving others. I put a smile on my face and act as if until it comes. And it works most of the time. One day when I was in the pits, I had asked myself what I should pray for. I composed a prayer and would like to share it with you. Lord, Grant me a joyful heart and a holy sense of humor. Please give me the gift of faith to be renewed and shared with others each day. Teach me to love this present moment, looking neither to the past with regret nor to the future with apprehension. Let love be my aim and my life a prayer. So that I just wanted to share with you today. Now we have a testimony from Randy. Randy, who will have you come right up here and share. Before I get into that, I'd like to do a shout out to my husband. You can bring Cecilia to the nursery if she gets rowdy. <laughs> okay, so the beginning of this month, um, my grandpa, Don Thorson, he would help my grandma, Becky Thorson, out in the kitchen quite a bit. And uh, he had a health issue where it sent him to the hospital. He had actually um, flatlined, I guess, and was brought back. And uh, yeah, he, it's just incredible. He, we had gotten a call on a Monday night at eight o'clock and my grandma was frantic. She was like, you need to get out here. Cops are out here, ambulance, your grandpa. So we rush out there, Anthony and I, and Doug and Abby, they watch Cecilia. And we get there, and they're working on my grandpa for over an hour. Friends and family are there praying, and um, it's just instantly, like, prayers just rippled, rippled, rippled. Like, everyone was praying within a matter of days. And uh, we were at the hospital and waiting and waiting and waiting, and it was, it was scary. Um, you had to make all these tough decisions real quick and um, just seeking the Lord. Lord, what do we do? Um, but yeah, just super, his presence was very there and uh, just comfort from everyone's prayers and knowing that God is good and he's faithful and he is right there with us just was so comforting the whole time. And uh, last week, all that said, he was brain dead legally brain dead for eight hours. 
on this last Monday, his doctor came into his hospital room as he's sitting in his chair talking to the doctor and the doctor shakes his hand and said, you are my miracle man. You came back from being brain dead for eight hours. That's not possible. He's like, you are my miracle man. And so I just wanted to share that and just praise God that he does miracles today and Amen. he's with us today and Amen. he's just good. <laughs> so that's super awesome. Amen. Praise God. And, and Cece's uh, and one year old, or tomorrow? Is it? Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. And you just moved into a house. Yeah. That's great. Let's just pray over Randy and Anthony and Cece. And Father, we just thank you for this family on Mother's Day and for this mother. Lord, we just pray your blessing over this new house that they've moved into now. Lord, we pray that blessing and favor and your protection. And Lord, yes, we do give thanks to you, Lord. You are so good, just like we were singing this morning. And you're never going to let us down. You will not let us down. We look to you and that other song said, I believe. We just declare that we believe this morning. And we thank you for the words of testimonies like, like Randy's this morning. Oh, we're so thankful. We're so grateful. In Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And... Um, Praise God. Well, I've had a message on the on-deck circle for about three weeks now. You know what that means? I'm talking baseball. Should be talking fishing, shouldn't I? How many went fishing yesterday? Did you catch anything? Not very many hands. Okay, raise your hand if you went fishing. Not very many. Wow. Well, you mentally did. <laughs> okay. Every time I see Cheryl, I'm so thankful because I saw her laying there with Paul sitting by her bed. Doctors were saying, while well, they were saying she's not going to live. And, uh, but there was Paul sitting faithfully next to her bed. I know he was praying, and, his and the family was around there praying. The church family was praying. And Jesus visited you in your room. And he pointed his finger at you, and he told you, was out of your body to get back in there, right? See, that's what, that's what, what? Now you're stuck. We're stuck with you. We're thankful. See, that's what happens at the time of physical death is that it's, it's just like we just slip out of our body like a hand slips out of a glove. You know, see, we are spirit beings. 
We're made in the image of God. God's a spirit. That doesn't mean he's not real. He's more real than really the physical. He made the physical realm. But then he became flesh. He became physical in Jesus. And when we see Jesus, we see the exact, just like you take a mirror and hold it up. That's God. He is God. Jesus is God. And Jesus came for every one of us. He came for you, and he came for me. Others that may be hearing this online, he came for you. I've heard it said, if you were the only one, he would have come for you. And you know what? I'm more and more believing that's the case. But he became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus died physically for you and for me. You know what? He also was separated from the Father. See, death is separation. Physical death is when our spirit separates from the body. Spiritual death is separation from God. And sin is what separates us from him. But Jesus bridged that gap because he was separated from the Father. For us, he paid all the price of all the sin that there ever was. For you, Marilyn. Greg. For all of us. He paid the price, total. I mean, it's already taken care of. Like that scripture that Angie shared this morning. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all. What is all? It's all our iniquities and who heals all of our diseases. Who redeems our life from destruction. Who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. So that our youth is renewed like the eagles. And we're so thankful for it. We're so thankful. We don't have to be afraid of death either. We don't have to be afraid. Because we'll just, we'll just go from living in this body to the very awesome presence of God in his heaven. And you know what? Jesus died physically. When he came back, he had a body. He wasn't just a spirit. He had a body. One of the first things he did was he prepared a shore lunch. You know what a shore lunch is? If you didn't go fishing, maybe you don't know. <laughs> but that's, he, he, made, he, he cooked fish. I suppose he had a little fire and he probably grilled them. He had grilled fish. And he had it all there waiting for the disciples. And he ate fish in this new body, this glorified body that's going to live forever. This new body will live forever. And he did that. We, when we... It's going to happen either one of two ways. You know, if we die now before Jesus returns, 
then we will return with him when he comes and we will receive those bodies anew. He knows all the genetics, even those that have been lost at sea. And those molecules are spread all over the world. He knows the genetics of that. He's going to bring them together and form that new glorified body that will live forever that's incorruptible. Because it's all done by the incorruptible seed, which is the Word of God. It's incorruptible. We've talked about seeds here in the last weeks. You know, we're plant, some of us are planting seeds now in the garden, and we, we plant what we get, but those seeds that we're planting, they're all corruptible. One day, you know, whatever they produce and such, it will, it, it can't, it doesn't go on forever. But we're going to receive, by the Word of God, spirit, our spirits, when we receive Christ, we become new creations in Christ, and He becomes a part of us. When we're in Christ Jesus, His Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us, and He becomes a part of us. That is radical. That is Christianity. That's true Christianity. The Holy Spirit of God, God Himself, joins with our spirits, and we become new creatures that will live forever. Our spirits are already experiencing eternal life. But I'm saying one day, even our physical bodies, when, when Jesus comes, it says in 1 Corinthians 15, our bodies will be changed. Those that are, have died, they'll receive their bodies in a, that quick. They'll receive new bodies. And we who are still here, which we could be, Jesus could return before we die. Our bodies will be changed that fast. You're right, John. John explained to me that when you snap your finger, it's not this part that makes the sound, it's when your finger hits there. Don't say you didn't learn anything this morning. Here. <laughs> that fast, that fast, it'll happen in the twinkling of an eye. And this is all true. This is all going to happen. This is why we want to give our lives totally to him so that we can be living examples like a city on a hill not letting our lights be under a bushel where people can't see it but shining out there which I know you're doing you're shining where you're at because your hearts are for God you desire more of him you want to grow in him and that's what we're doing together as a church family we're growing in him but see, as we are those lights, others see it in the midst of the darkness. And it's the day. It's the day for that harvest time. Now, if you have not received Jesus as your Savior, you're here this morning and you really don't know that you ever did, this would be a really good time to do it. Right now. In fact, it wouldn't hurt any of us to just affirm it right now. So let's do this together. 
Just say this after me, if this is what, where your heart is. Affirmation of faith. God, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he lived on this earth. That he was your son. I believe he died for me on that cross. I believe that he went to death for me. Physical death, spiritual death, he died for me so that I can be alive. I'm a believer. I receive your spirit anew now into my life. I'm yours. I'm part of your family. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you said that for the first time, that prayer from your heart, don't go by feelings. Go by faith. Because see, what faith is, it's a decision to believe. It's a decision to believe. Somebody might say, well, I can't believe. I just can't believe. Well, that's not true. We decide to believe or not to believe. We decide to believe that precious word that Teacher Kathy was talking about here this morning. We make a decision. And you know what? When you do that and when you act on the word of God, when you make that decision in line with the word, to follow the word, to follow God, you will see in your life the fruit of it, and it'll be a life fruit. It'll be the fruit of life. So, if that was the first time that you did that, you can share that with somebody. It'd be great to share it with somebody before you leave the building today. But somebody, at least today, tried to share it with someone. Share it with me, but you can share it with whoever that you received. And then also look up, I believe it's Romans 10, 8 through 10. I think it says, with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's something really important about saying, I'm a believer. We could call it confession of faith. It's very important. So, Peter, I think we're going to do that. We'll shoot for it next week in that other message we had there. We'll get to it when the Lord has the timing. This is what he wanted. I believe that, I really believe today there was something with maybe an initial receiving Christ as Savior or maybe it was an affirmation like a coming home. Because softly and tenderly Jesus is calling calling for you and for me. And he's saying, come home, come home, come home. But uh, just as we close this morning, I just, uh, um, we have some really good friends that we've had for a really long time that I see here this morning, and that's Dick and Leila Gilman. And uh, 
I'm not sure how often you're going to be able to be up here anymore because I know you sold your home, right? And uh, I just thank the Lord. I just want to thank the Lord. Maybe you could stand up for the, so the folks could see you. It's a little dark back there, but uh, this is these are friends that actually my mom met. Wow, how many years ago? The late '60s. So been a long time. Mom went on a lay witness mission to their church. Dick was pastoring in Canton, South Dakota. And uh, the Lord had us, you know, not coordinating it together ourselves, but I'm sure the Lord did. We bought, my folks bought a piece of property on Gull Lake here, and so did the Gilmans. And they've just been precious friends of ours through all these years. And I just thank the Lord for you and for the relationship that we've had. And we'd like, maybe Dan and Chris, could you just go lay a hand on them and we're going to just pray over them a minute. Let's all just stand up here. If you're able to stand. Otherwise, just reach a hand out in that direction. Yeah, others can go there too that are nearby that we're just going to lift them up and thank you, Lord. Thank you, I'll come there too. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just thank you, Lord, for these two precious people. I know Mom would have liked that she's gone today, but Lord, we, we pray for Dick and Leila for these years that are before them, the days that you have before them, that your blessing, your favor, your protection will be over them. We know there's testimonies here, too, of your healing power, your, your working in their lives. And Lord, we pray for them, not only them only, but for their kids and all their grandkids and great-grandkids. Lord, we cover them all in prayer and just pray your blessing on this whole family, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love and in the family of God. And we know we may not be seeing each other as much here on this earth, but we know we got forever. We've got forever and ever and ever that we will be in the body of Christ, the family of God together, and we're thankful for that. So we, we thank you for your covering physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, financially, every area, Lord, just your blessing on them now. And everyone in agreement to this prayer said, Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, God bless you, brother. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Dick, before we're, one more thing. Can we do one more thing before we go? Can I have you pray for, for us and for the church family here? I'll just hold this mic so it'll go right in there. Lord God, how thankful we are for the fact that we can know you and can come to you with every assurance that you have a listening ear, that you know us and that you guide us every step of the way in whatever 
direction. We're thankful, Father, for the contacts, the friendships, the relationships that have been made here in this congregation and this community. We're thankful, Father, that your promises never fail. They're good. That you will lead us and you will lead this congregation into the paths of your choosing, paths of service and rejoicing and faith and life. We thank you, Father, for this time now. Go before us. Keep us in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Amen. We will close the service at this time. God bless you all. And remember the cookies for moms and everybody, actually.